word behind me says welcome you are welcome in the Lord's house this is the Lord's day right, amen. as the scripture heralds to us this is the day that the Lord has made amen. we should be glad and rejoice praise the Lord amen amen got a familiar passage of scripture that many of you can quote it off the top of your head probably You've read it through the years. You've heard it through the years on the radio. You've seen it on many pages of written material, religious writings, scriptural writings. You've seen particular passages of scripture. Uh, but it's got so much power connected to it. It's got so much truth connected to it. And there's authority connected to it. In fact, life itself is connected to it. Your life, my life, is connected to these couple of scriptures I'm fixing to begin with here this morning. And won't even have to tell you really to turn there. Uh, you can about quote John 3.16. <laughs> John 3.16. I looked at many passages of Scripture and kept coming back to this for a text Scripture in this message this morning. And my title is, And God Gave. And God gave, and He still gave to you and me today. If He was to withhold His hand of mercy, much chaos would begin to get worse than what it is. Amen? Amen. It would get worse than what it is, but there's a lot of things that God is still holding at bay. He's not allowing some things to happen. He's the one that is in control. Many men today might think that they're in control, that they have the power to control things. But we're so limited. We're so limited as what we can do. We can't even add one hair to our head. Amen. I can't just add, stick a few hairs up there with those that are missing and say, well, I've got hair again. It won't work that way. Amen. Amen. We, we're limited, church, to what we can do. But man has been deceived by Satan so, you know, so much and so long to think, well, I can do it. I can do many things. Well, the only thing that we can do is what Christ allows us to do. And of course we know that the Apostle Paul put that pretty plain to the Philippians. He said that I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And that is so true. But it's only through Him and in Him Amen. can we do what we do this morning. So yes, and God gave. And I'm glad He gave you. I'm glad He gave to me. He gave His love. That's the first gift that God gave to us when He gave His Son. But that's the first gift that He offered to this world when He sent His Son was the gift of love. A gift of hope that man could have. <clears throat> when everything was dark, when several hundred years had transpired between the Old Testament and the New Testament, and there was no prophecy going forth, no particular prophet speaking God's Word, things was out of silence. It was kind of Going and operating what 
The scripture says in the 16th chapter of Proverbs says, where man doeth what seemeth right in his own eyes. They were just doing things what seemed right to themselves. But then God stepped back into the pages of history for His time and was right on the key to do and fulfill what He wanted to do and to offer in the destruction, in the confusion, in the chaos and all that was going on in humanity. God wanted His plan brought to the front of the page of history and He wanted to start a new chapter for man. He opened a new book up that we have, the New Testament. He gave us a new beginning, praise the Lord. And he sent His Son. So in John 3.16, you look at that passage very clearly <coughs> this morning. As it says, For God so loved, and think of it in this respect that the first gift that God has given to this world is His love. Amen. What has God done for me? Well, God has offered His love to you. Amen. Someone that's lost, someone that's undone and don't know the Lord, you know, may, may make that statement. What has God done? Look at all the problems in the world today. God has offered His love. He sent his son. He sent his son. And that's why it's so important in the New Testament. Oh, it just, I mean, it, the whole part of the New Testament deals with evangelism. It's about evangelism. It's about receiving and going and sharing, going and sowing the good seed of the gospel. Amen. Sharing the good faith of the gospel that the Lord has provided and set forth for all humanity that has the liberty, the freedom to receive and whosoever will. Amen. It doesn't matter if you're in bondage to some physical means. You can still receive Christ. If you're in chains or behind bars or wherever you're at or whatever, you can receive Christ. Amen. He made that possible because God so loved the world. God so loved man. He so loved you and me that He gave. That He gave. Amen. That He gave. Some can tell you more and more of what God has given to them since God's began to work in their life. Began to do things in their life. They can share with you how things that God has give and give and give and give. And I feel that I've given so little to Him. And God gave His only begotten Son. Who was that Son? His name was Jesus. No other name. His name was Jesus. And whosoever believeth. And it's not a mind ordeal that's going on. I just whatever I think in my mind. No, it's those who will commit themselves. Those that will receive His Son. He said, believeth in him should not perish. Should not perish. Sometimes someone can change some words. And some of these new versions of Bibles, they do. 
Whoever believeth on his son, he said, should not perish. The King James. Some may change and put in there, will not perish. Well, you will not perish as long as you stay committed. As long as you stay committed. But if you don't stay committed, you will perish. So he said, if you believe it in him, if you're committed to him, that you should not perish. That's the hope that you cling to. I should not perish. It hinges on me. God has provided the work. He's provided the way, the means for me to receive all that I need to receive. If there's only limited things I've received from the Lord this morning, who's at fault? Him or me? If I've only received certain things from the Lord, I'm the one stands at fault. Because I'm not asking. I'm not seeking. Amen. I'm not following after what God has for me. There's more. There's always more. You don't get to a certain part and you've got all of it and there's no more to receive. Every day there's something more to receive from the Lord. Every day there's a new in feeling in our life, in our souls, for us to receive. Every day there's new experiences, new encounters with the Lord. Every day. Praise the Lord. But he said, whosoever is committed to him should not die. <clears throat> Brother Curly, if you're committed to the Lord, you should not die. Right. Amen. Amen. But if you fall away from that commitment, you will die. You will die if you fall away from it. He says, but have <coughs> everlasting life. Have everlasting life. Who else can offer us everlasting life? No one. No one but Jesus. No other way. There's no other door to go through to the Father but through Him. No other way. He said, any other way is a thief and a robber. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. And the truth is not in them. Any other way is a lie. The truth does not abide. For he said in verse 17, for God sent not his son. He didn't send Jesus into the world to condemn the world. When Jesus came, he didn't come to judge the world. If he had, we wouldn't have what we have now. You and I would be here. If he was sitting here at that moment in time to judge the world, things would have come to an end. His judgment hasn't taken place yet, but it's soon coming. Yes, amen. 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 He's soon to judge this world. But when he sent his son into the world, it was not to condemn, to judge this world. It was not to sentence this world to die. But it was to offer life. It was to offer life eternal to the world. Hallelujah. Said that the world, but we'll throw this, that the man or woman that is committed to him 
Amen. Might. Notice again another word. Might be saved. There ain't just any way that you can live when you confess, I've been saved. You can't live a half-hearted life. You can't live a half-devoted life. Oh my. Oh. I was coming last night, coming out of Folkestone by myself. I got into a prayer with God. I felt like God went to driving that car. I mean, I had a holy meeting with God last night. Amen. Until I come in close to the state patrol office, I realized what I was saying. And God was speaking to me. Very plainly, he was speaking to my soul and spirit. Very plainly. Oh my. How the devil is playing with lies today. Church people playing with their lives. Oh, how he's causing unrest in people's lives today. He's causing church members that were once faithful, once devoted to the truth. He said he's playing with them. They're unsure of meaning about things that God declares in his word. He said to me that so many has gotten complacent in their relationship with the Lord. I'm just telling you what the Lord told me last night. I prayed over it much this morning. The Lord wanted me to say something about it this morning or I didn't. In fact, I was up late this morning praying before I went to bed and got back up. I was having time. I spent it praying. The Lord was telling me so many today are looking to their pastor. They're unhappy. Because the pastor's not fulfilling the needs that's in their life. And he said, and you can't. Mm -hmm. But I can't. Amen. Thank you, that's Jesus. True. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And he said, there's many that's unhappy about the congregation that they're connected to. Some small, some larger, what he said. They're unhappy because they don't see any activity of my manifestation going forward. They're unhappy. They're getting complacent in their relationship. They're missing services and not feeling condemned. Staying out of God's house. And not allowing my conviction to seize their hearts. 
I don't know if I'm speaking to any this morning. But I'm telling you <coughs> what God told me. Amen. And it's off of my back. Praise the Lord. Lord. I said, do I say anything or do I just keep praying? God said, one of my people that Satan is attacking. All these things that's happened, Satan is He's the one that is attacking. Amen. He's attacking my people. And he's causing an unrest. He's causing doubt. He's causing those to pull back. Because we're undecided about what's so. Things that some used to embrace is not embracing those things anymore. Truths that they used to hold very firmly to, they're not holding to much anymore. I'm telling you, when we start Letting go of some things that God has for us. God is ready to give. Right. He's ready to give to His Amen. children. He's ready to give to His children. If His children will ask. He said, my children have quit asking from me. They've quit asking me. He said, I'm ready. I'm ready to open the windows of heaven over my children. so powerful. Oh, all I could do was just keep my hands lifted up praying. Oh. <laughs> he said, tell my children I love them. I want to give to them my gifts. I want to give to them my power. I want my fruit to be manifested in their lives. I want my gifts to be operated through their lives. Amen. But they must seek me. Amen. They must ask. He said, I stand ready to give. I stand ready to give. Brothers and sisters, the Lord stands ready to give to us today. What we're in need of. Yes, the Lord is ready to give to us the spiritual things. He's not going to give us all the, the material things that we're lacking, missing. See, others have and we won't. Those are the ones that Satan has already conquered. Amen, because their sights are set on material things. And those are the things that they're seeking after. God wants His children to seek after spiritual things. Amen. Spiritual things. Oh, I'm so glad when God sent His Son. He didn't send His Son to go ahead and judge the world. 
go ahead and end things as they were. But he realized that his people needed life. They were missing. They needed life. They were missing. Praise the Lord. John 1 and 17 said the law was given by Moses. But said grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. By Jesus Christ. Grace and truth came. Oh, His truth still comes through Christ today. Amen. He tells us in verse 36 of the same chapter of John 3, 36, said, He that believeth, He that believeth on the Son, what Son? The Son is Jesus. He that believeth, He that is committed to Him, wholeheartedly, so heartily committed to Him, said He had everlasting life. But then he throws it in the opposite direction. And he says, He that believeth not on the Son, that won't believe on Jesus, shall not see life. But the wrath of God abideth on him. Oh. Oh. Church, let me tell you this morning, Satan will play with your mind. Yeah. He'll play with your thoughts. Amen. He'll play with your feelings, your emotions. He's good at that. He's been around for thousands of years. He's good at doing that. Amen. He knows how to put his finger on things. He better get your attention. Amen. He'll keep his finger on it. He's got a hope to you somehow. He's got a means to, to, to you. Oh, by keeping his hand on something. He's playing with your emotions and your feelings. Oh, but we must rise above that to the power. Oh, to the power of Christ. We must rise up above that and seek God. We must call on Christ. Amen. Father, oh, just as Christ walked in this world and He needed you and He said, I can't do anything except what I see the Father do. I'm going to do. That must be our need as well. I can't do anything but what Christ does. I want to do. Whatever he does, I want to do. Whatever he does, I want to do. I want to follow him. John 1 and 12. Very powerful. Yet another notable scripture. Said, John said, but as many as received him. Who was him? Jesus. Jesus! Jesus! Jesus said to me, you can do nothing. He said, you can do nothing without me. Right. You can do nothing without me. I said, Lord, I don't want to do anything without you. I don't want to do anything without you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Guiding me and leading me. I don't want to do anything that will put any reflection against your love. Or against your character in my life. As many as received him to them, gave he power to become the sons of God. 
Oh, what a wonderful, comforting feeling it is to feel like that you're a child of God. Oh, I was a child of two people. And no matter my age, I remain a child to them. Even into my adulthood, they'd say that's one of my children. That was Merle Jean and Junior Knox. I was one of their children until they passed away. But I'm still recognized as one of their children. Mm. Wherever I go, I'm still recognized. Noted by those that knew them that you're Junior or Merle Jean's son. I want to be noted wherever I go. But I'm recognized as one of the sons of God. Amen. And truly, you're a child of God, aren't you? Or you bear his image. You bear his characteristics. Many things that we have revealed to us, they're visible in your life. They're visible in your life. Amen. And you must be a child of God. One of his children. How is that possible? Because God gave. He gave his only. He tells us to give our only. <laughs> to give our only. Here, Lord, it's me. I'm giving my only to you. To you. As many, as many as received him, as received Jesus, he gave him power to become the sons of God. He said, even, even to them that believe on his name. Oh, so he throws back in there twice. You believe on him and he said, that you believe on his name. You can't get away from his name. Amen. You can't get away from the name of Jesus. Of Jesus, praise the Lord. God is wanting to give us power, church. He's wanting to give us power for this successful journey that he has allowed us to be on. Amen. You know, when he brought the children of Israel out of Egypt's bondage, Many of them died in the wilderness. Do you know why? Because they complained and they rebelled against the Lord. Well, you know, Satan ain't changed. That's what he wants you to do. He wants you to rebel against the things of God, against the house of God, against the people of God, against the ministers of God. They don't know it all. No, Satan's got some ministers in the pulpit too. Believe me. Mm -hmm. That's true. Only those that are preaching and teaching the truth is God's ministers. Mm -hmm. right. yes, if you're not preaching the truth, anything else is a lie. That's right. And that's Satan that's directing that. That's not God that's directing it.
Because God will not have his people to be confused. Amen. And he says, if the blind follow the blind, what will happen? You both fall in. Both fall into destruction. Oh my. Yes, Lord. He's ready to give his church power. That in so many today is lacking. Is lacking. This COVID that started again, it has did a number on many churches today. Some churches still aren't meeting. Some churches have had an outbreak and are having to be cautious about meeting, and so they've gone to other measures. I just heard on the radio this past week that one minister down in Florida, the Pentecostal church, they put on the door that they were not able to have services. They were not the law put on the door. They were not to conduct services. So he was there by himself as people was out in the parking lot ministering to the church members. And of course, they come and picked him up at the church and hauled him off. What is that about? Is it about him that they hated him so? No. It's because they got such hatred in their heart against Christ and against his message that is ready to set man at liberty, to give man freedom. And it's said that some of the officers in this particular police force said, we're not gonna, we're not gonna deal with that. We're not gonna enforce that. Some of the officers said, but we ain't gonna enforce that ourselves. You know, speaking to another fellow officer, if you're going to do it, you go, but I, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. And, uh, and we got a city that they said in Minneapolis, they've had for seven blocks such fires and looting and destroying businesses all over the place. And in California, but Minnesota said they're fixing the boat. Well, Minneapolis, that's fixing the boat here in the next week or two about work just to do away completely with the police force. Now, if you don't think that's a habit waiting to come, woo, when you don't have no law, every hoop, every gang that's out there, every gang group out there will just go in and do whatever they want to do to anybody's business or their homes. Now, where are we at today? Well, I'll tell you, we in trouble as a nation. And we should be calling on the Lord. Amen. Amen. We should be asking for help from the Lord today. Amen. God's ready to give those that will ask. Praise the Lord. He's listening for His church, His people to say, Lord, we need your help. I need your help. I don't want to get to a state that I'm complacent. I don't want to get to the place that Satan will use every little thing oh, to keep me out of your house. I need to hear your word. I need to hear the message of God that will give me liberty and give me victory. Hallelujah. Listen to my minister. I have given him 
as he has given you. Listen to him. I, I, your Lord, want you to move closer and closer to me. I want you to obtain more of me. Never be at ease in Zion. Never be satisfied. Always seek more and more and more of me. Kind of a high To, to allow themselves to be a student of His, to be a learner under Him. He will still give power over unclean spirits that Satan comes against you. He doesn't want you to be in the house of God. He doesn't want you to hear the message of God. Amen. He don't want you to feel the power of God in your life. He wants to shut you down. Hold you down. Keep you down. And hope that you will cry out, God, give me deliverance. But the moment you cry out, God, give me deliverance, He'll give it to you. Those in the wilderness that were brought out of bondage, they were some that rebelled, but there was others that cried out for deliverance. They were the ones through the journey that came through. Amen. Amen. They made it there. They made it to where they were ready to cross over. And when the spies were sent, and they come back, ten said, no, we're grasshoppers in their sight. See, Satan wants all of us to look with our natural eye, not with our <coughs> spiritual eye. And what's going on around us, what's happening in the world, what's taking place in the church, you know, what ministers are doing, what's happening here and what's happening there. And... Uh, Amen. I want you to really just cope with reality. Amen. Hey, this is the same old, same old that's going on. But the two said, who were they? Joshua and Caleb. Well, they were the two that got to go over. Yes, they were. But because, because the majority, thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands said, no, we'll choose with the ten of what they saw and what they said. And what happened? See, they listened to their message. Mm -hmm. They listened to the wrong message. You know what happened? They went back in the wilderness and they died. Right. They died in the wilderness. And there was a new generation that came forth. And this generation, when they come back the second time, what happened? They still had Joshua and Caleb. Amen. That was at the forefront. Yeah. And they said, we're more than able. Let's go over at once and possess the land. Oh, we never lost. We never lost what happened 40 years back. We've still got it! We've still got the same spirit! Amen. 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 
Oh, we must embrace that by our commitment. Amen. To allow God to give us. He said if we'd ask. It's for the receiving. It's for the receiving. Amen. Are you ready to receive more? Satan's been trying to rob things from your soul. He's trying to rob things here. He's trying to make you so unhappy and so uncomfortable that you're looking for certain things that you think is going to make you happy. And even one thing that's going to make you happy, and that's a personal, committed relationship with Jesus Christ Amen. and seeking and following Him in the truth. And I just heard on the radio several times this week on AFR that I was listening to, said there's so much today that it's not preaching the truth anymore. They're not preaching the truth anymore. You know why? People don't want to hear it. There's congregations got names over their doors. They don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear the unadulterated truth of the of God's word. They want it to be watered down. They want it to be added to. They want things to be taken out of it. I don't want to hear it. Amen. I don't want to live that. God said this only way. My word must not be added to or taken away from. For the one that does that, his name will be taken right. out of the book of life. Or the plagues in my book will be added unto him. Amen. Oh, we must realize we're nothing without him. We're nothing without him. Amen. Amen. Mark 13 and 34, he said, For the Son of Man is as a man that taketh a far journey who left his house. Listen what his word. Jesus is telling this. He said, The Son of Man, he said, is as a man taking a far journey who left his house and gave authority. Uh-oh. That puts you and me in the position of being responsible. He said, and gave authority to his servants. That puts ministers in the position of responsibility. Gave authority to his servants. And he said, to every man, to every member of my household, to every child, amen, to every one of the laity, he said, to every man his work. And commanded the porter. He commanded the watchman to watch. Amen. Watch. Listen. Watch. Listen. What do I do through the week many times in my prayers? I'm watching for the war. I'm watching for the war, Brother Ken. <laughs> Where he wants to move or lead me. I'm listening for His voice. Amen. And I'm listening for the approaching enemy that is against us. Amen. Oh, God, help us not allow the enemy to come in among us and for us to be comfortable. Amen. For us not to get satisfied where we're at. For us not to get complacent where we're at. Oh, but to give ourselves wholeheartedly to all that you proclaim. Oh, church, I'm sharing this this morning only what God wanted me to share. 
Bless you, Lord. See, I love every one of you. I love y'all, the whole bunch of you. You're rotten to the core. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love the whole bunch of you. God loves you more. He loves you more. But I tell you, we should never let things pressure us. You know, if you when even like, and you've heard me say, and it's said all the time. You know, when you're sick, you got reason to be out of church. If you're working, you got reason to be out of church. But if we hang out of church, when it's church time, we miss an opportunity to hear the word that will give me some ammunition against the enemy that's trying to come in and make me feel comfortable. God, I don't have to go. I don't have to be there. I don't have to do this if God says in His word. For Satan don't want you to have any ammunition to use against him. It's true. Amen. He don't want you to have something to fire back to him. Uh -uh. You have no control over me. You're not my master. Amen. You're a defeated foe. You have no victory. I'm not giving you any in my life. You're not going to have any. With the Lord's help, I'm going to stay as close to him as I can. Sister Betsy will come to me. Amen. He commanded to the porch. So we've been given a charge. I have a charge given by the Lord. It didn't just come from you. Well, not you watching over us. You're watching for our souls. You're helping us fight the victory. Ain't you keep fight this battle and keep the victory? Oh, yes, yes. But I've been given charge by the Lord first. To watch. Amen. To watch. I like how I'm going to end with this one scripture that Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3 and 6. I'll put it this way, in all of his labor, and all of his work that he'd done for the Lord and how to give itself and everything, how he exhausted all of his means and his finances and everything about Paul's life, his whole life was committed to the Lord. He said, I planted. He didn't put himself up on some pedestal. He said, let me tell you the churches that I've organized. Oh, let me tell you the things I've done to help people. He said, I've done nothing but plant it. That's all I've done is plant it for the Lord. That's what my ministry has been consistent of is just planning. And as he stood with them in Corinthians and they knew another prominent brother there, Apollos, and they said, Apollos said he's come behind several places that I planted and he's watered. He's watered. He said, but he's just doing his work. He said, but God has given the increase. Amen. God has given the increase. Amen. I've done a small fragment of what the work is. So is Apollos. But God has given the 